Welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across William & Mary's campus. My name is Jenny Helmendaller, and today we are talking about some personal experiences in study abroad. We are joined by Kira Curtin and Zach Zeladon. Could you all introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Kira Curtin. I am a junior. I use she, her pronouns. I am an intended anthropology and theater double major, and I studied abroad this summer. Um, I did the Camino de Santiago program with William and Mary, where we hiked part of the Camino in Spain. And hello, everyone. I'm Zach Zeladon. I'm a senior. I go by he, him. Um, I'm an international relations major with an anthropology minor. And last spring, I was in Rome for the full semester. That's so cool. And so, yeah, we talked to both of you today just because, like, you had pretty different, like, study abroad experiences. Like, Kira, you went on the summer long, pretty physically intensive mm -hmm. trip. And then you, Zach, went on a more traditional, maybe? Mm -hmm. yeah, just, yeah, sure. yeah. So, like, general thoughts. How was that? <laughs> I, I loved it. It was more challenging, I think, than I was expecting. I mean, people talk about abroad having challenges in terms of feeling you know, like, oh, you're far away from home, and it's a new experience or culture shock and all this stuff, but I think um, for me, like, the physicality aspect of it, too, was it was unexpected how demanding that was going to be on the day-to-day, -day, but there were a lot of things about it that, I mean, most things about it that were awesome. Overall, for me, I would say it was a good break from William Mary. I definitely got a break from all the academic, like, all that rigor and having all my extracurriculars, and I didn't experience the same, like, friend group, the core friend group that I'm usually with. Um, so adjusting to that over the yeah. course of my three months abroad was pretty different. Yeah. So I guess just, like, to start off, of course, everyone says, you know, study abroad is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Like, it's incredible. Like, da-da-da. And, like, that's very true. But definitely there are hard challenges. So if we just want to talk about that, I mean, like, Zach, did you feel like you experienced homesickness? Or is it just, like, a general, like just newness of not being mm -hmm. with your friends? Um, more of the latter. So I, I'm one not to get homesick. I, I think I adapt pretty well to change. But I'd like to preface saying that like I did a program with um, a third party. So it was all American students. And um, it was a pretty small cohort. And so it wasn't like I was part of a university where I could meet people from Italy itself or other people international students. So with that, I was kind of limited with the people that I saw on the daily. Um, and so I... Um, had a hard time connecting with everyone because it felt like people were just friends with their roommates. And so mm -hmm. over time, I just like spent a lot of my time alone, which was fine. I really enjoy my, my own company. But I think I had built up the expectation because I was also from like William Mary, where I know everyone like 10 steps, I say hello. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a challenge, I would say for sure. Yeah, I feel like mine was different just because it was William and Mary. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I was also only with American students, but also specifically William and Mary students, and we were a pretty small cohort as well. I think there were about 20 of us, maybe 22 with our professors, um, but we traveled together as William and Mary students and William and Mary faculty, um, and so that actually sometimes made it difficult to like break out and meet other people while we were there, like you know, on this 200 mile like pilgrimage a big piece of that is meeting people that are also doing it just from all over the world. And that was the, one of the coolest parts of it for me. But sometimes it was hard to even get there just because we're literally this huge just horde right. of students walking together. And so that can feel a little bit intimidating 
like why would somebody else like try to make conversation with us and then also on the flip side of that for us we're all already right here why am I going to go now like hold back to walk with this person that's that I don't know who's just walking by themselves you know Mm -hmm. so based on what you were talking Mm -hmm. about with meeting people and stuff like that I think similar I don't I don't tend to get super homesick but I do really appreciate like building very genuine connection wherever I go including a place like home so sometimes that transition takes me a second Mm -hmm. but I I feel like I was kind of making home along the way which sounds kind of cliche but like you just you're staying in all of these beautiful places and like these tiny tucked away cities and hostels with people from all over the world and that's something that is just so enriching so really I think some of the biggest challenges were the like physicality of it so basically our day-to-day um, so we'd wake up at like probably in between like 5.30 and 6.30 a.m. And then, you know, you put on all of your stuff for the day. You probably are sleeping in the clothes you're going to wear for that day. Yeah, it's like, um, like your two outfits, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, like, you know, maybe you have your headlamp on or something so as to not disturb the other people that are staying in the hostel with you. And then we start walking, walk for a couple of hours and then stop for breakfast and then keep walking for a couple of hours. Maybe you stop somewhere in the afternoon if you want to. Um, sometimes we stop as a group. Sometimes you stopped in, like, smaller groups. And then you would get to the, like, next albergue of the night or, like, hostel at – it depended on the day. Um, some days we were walking 12 miles, some days 15, some 18, some 20. So it really just depended on the day uh, as to what time you would get there. But I would say average maybe in between, like, 4 and 6 p.m., and then you're tired and your feet hurt. Um, and then you maybe, if you're in like a little city, maybe you explore it a little bit um, if you have it in you. Um, and then you just rest and do it again. Even though you're going through so many beautiful places, it was just, you try not to lose sight of like how amazing that is and what a privilege it is. But, you know, like I did not realize I could have blisters on my feet that were that big, even with, like, super worn-down hiking boots um, that I've worn for years. Um, or I didn't realize that as, a, or I guess at the time, 19-year-old, I could feel my knees hurt on, like, a descent of a mountain. These are pains I haven't experienced in my body before, even as, like, a physically active person. So, yeah, that was a challenge. Oh, yeah. Well, because I guess just a big overall question, like, did you would you say you felt mentally good most of the time during your experiences? For me, as soon as I touched down, I was so excited. And I think that adrenaline was kind of almost like freshman year when mm. you're just so willing to talk to anyone, like yeah. putting on your most bubbly personality. And that was so much fun. Like I think in that time period, the first, let's say month, I was mentally well, for sure. I was pretty happy. And of course, like I'm landed in Rome. I get to travel. I'm free. Like I really can do whatever I choose. But I think as time progressed, where I did realize that I was missing my, like, stable friend group, I did have that dip where, um, I don't know, I just felt really lonely. And I think that really impacted my mental health. So there was that period of, like, lowness, for sure. Um, And yet still trying to pull myself out to be grateful for what I had. Because, like, this opportunity is something that a lot of people don't really get to do. Um, So it was that, like, mental struggle of, like, I'm sad and I, I have this expectation built that study abroad is supposed to be like the most fun time of your life and it felt like I was the only one in this program who was going through it so I was like why am I the only one who doesn't seem to be having fun Mm -hmm. at least like 24 7 after that period towards the end it really was like okay 
it's coming to a close. I might as well just really make the most of it. So from there, I think I got a lot happier, generally, for sure. I actually totally understand that. I had a similar feeling at certain times where I was like with people from the school and also the way that our program worked is we did our course components for the most part like before we left um, like we had a week on campus and so that was a time for bonding and kind of building that camaraderie and even within that group abroad I felt sometimes I was like should I even be here or like I was all of a sudden feeling like everyone walks their own Camino is like a phrase and you go at your own paces and stuff but sometimes I was like dang like why am I not keeping up with certain people at certain times? Or like, why do certain people not want to keep up with me? And it was just kind of, I think a lot of that is just your brain and like anxiety playing tricks on you. But even in those moments though, it definitely helped with a lot of like growth or reflection on things like that. Or then I do a couple miles, you know, by myself and I get to think about like, why is this something that's even bothering me? Yeah, and that like ties in, I mean, this season we're talking to Kelly Crace about imposter syndrome. And yeah, like what you mentioned about just, you know, feeling like everyone around you is having a better time or that they know what they're doing. That happens all the time. And I can only imagine that on study abroad, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of compounded, especially if you don't maybe know the people quite as well because you don't know what struggles they're facing. But that being said, I know we've talked a lot about just like how how it was hard and how it was challenging sometimes. How do you think those challenges affected you in the long run? Like, do you feel like you've changed as a person because of your study abroad program? I think I'm definitely more prepared. It's funny because, just as a side note, I also got a job working in Guatemala the summer after I studied abroad. And so I immediately was thrown into a whole nother country culture, no longer with a group, an even smaller cohort of just one other person. And I will say, like, my study abroad definitely prepared me to live, like, independently, which I will say I already was quite an independent person, but this was to a whole nother level because I think I just, like, made me mentally stronger of, like, what do I need that will make me happy? Like, what are some basic essentials and, like, habits that I know will keep me stable? Um, and I definitely was able to, like, implement those um, when I went to Guatemala. For me, I think it's kind of increased maybe some awareness of sorts about, like, my own personal boundaries and limits, but also capabilities. Before being there, you know, people are always, like, driving places and, you know, it's like, oh, that's like such a long walk or whatever. It seems like kind of silly, but now like nothing is far to me. I think that's definitely a pretty objective change, I feel like. Awesome. like, And so that's super nice. And I've always kind of loved walking, but I think I kind of realized how much being immersed in nature, just being out, be that with people or by yourself and having, you know, either personal or group conversations about like happiness or being in tune with what's around you, I think has definitely increased. If we looked at a calendar and pointed to like one of the days that I was there, if I could just like quickly pull out my journal or like look at one photo, I could tell you like what the weather was like that day, which one of my outfits I was wearing, who I was walking with at like what times of the day. That's like what we stopped to eat Maybe not like every single day, but the fact that I can still have that sort of awareness just makes me realize like how in tune I was with things. And so I think in that, like I I try to be even more observant or just like more heightened to what's actually going on in the present moments and like finding joy in those things. And I think that's something that has really helped me too. 
That just seems incredibly important because I, I mean, I'm just thinking sometimes I think I go around this school having been here for what I guess this is my fifth semester here. Just like, you know, it's it's so easy to just get caught up. That's how I always say yes. it's easy to get caught up. And so the idea of doing something to really just tune in and just take a pause and only be able to focus on how you're feeling and how you're interacting with the people and the environment around you. I think that's really cool. And I think that's really valuable. Yeah. I definitely had that experience as well. And maybe this is more uh, like telling of Italian culture, but it's a lot slower. And so Mm -hmm. I was able to just take the time to enjoy the walk that I was going from school to home and like enjoy the meal that was in front of me or take time with my friends to like sit at a coffee bar and just talk for a couple minutes. Like not really have to worry what's coming next or what's going like what happened in the past and the beginning of the day, let's say. Exactly. Um, it, yeah, it gave me a chance to slow down. And I think I brought that with me to William Mary. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And I guess just one final question for you both is, what was your favorite part of your study project? I know that you probably get asked that all the time, um, but what was your favorite part? And then also, what is some advice you'd have for someone who's about to go on their study abroad journey? My answer is kind of twofold for favorite part. One big thing was just meeting people. I mean, of course, the people that were, like, also from William & Mary, that was really special. Uh, Somehow, none of us, like, really knew each other that well beforehand, give or take a couple people, which is very uncommon, I feel, for William & Mary, but also, like, the other people that we met along the way. Like, the fact that I could walk for a whole afternoon with, like, this 60-year-old man from Australia and then, like, you know, have a conversation about, like, why he loves photography and like how that's brought him joy over like you know the hardships he's endured the past decade or just like this person that we stopped at the same breakfast place as them and then we just have like a conversation that isn't that deep but is like hilarious and I'm like you are so funny and I'm like practicing my Spanish right now and that is so cool that was just insane and to think that like probably most of those people I'll never see again is kind of sad but also just really cool that it can still have such a profound impact forever and um, I think the other piece of it is just everything that we saw the fact that we woke up and then you're walking through a forest and then you're in a series of small towns and then you're in like a bigger city by the end of the night or you're going up and down an entire like mountain range in a day or two that kind of just variation of landscape and just being engulfed in the beauty of that was just absurd. For me, I would definitely say that the slowness, as I talked about earlier, was really beneficial for me because I think it just changed me as a person. Those moments where I did get to sit at a restaurant for like three hours or um, just like walking and seeing people just sitting in the sunlight after work or leaving class to go and get a gelato, like those little moments that it's not like you have to be in a rush at all times was so nice for me. Again, such a change of pace from William Mary. And I guess, like, the scenery as well, kind of how you were talking about, like, it, it's incredible to just walk around the streets and know that these are, like, hundreds, if not thousands of years old in some cases, and just taking in all that history and all that, like, beautiful architecture, which is something that we don't get here often, mm-hmm. it made, like, walking around the city and walking miles and miles and miles so relaxing. In terms of, like, advice mm-hmm. for people, I think... Anytime you do abroad, like there are a million checkboxes that you have to do for your program, for William and Mary, you know, for your own self, for your family. Like there, there are a lot of moving parts to it and it can feel like a lot. And that can also mean, 
you're hearing a lot of perspectives, you're trying to figure out everything you can about it before you get there. People are maybe trying to tell you everything they can about it before you get there. And that can be good to an extent and you want to feel prepared and you have to do what's best for you. But like trying not to go in with preconceived notions about what that's going to look like, I think is really important because if you read an article about like five ways, like study abroad is going to be great for you. It's like, maybe, but also like maybe not. And so you really don't know because everyone's experience is so different from even just the objective fact that like there are a bajillion and one programs you can even choose from. So trying to keep an open mind with that, I think is like one of the main things I would say, but understanding that like whatever that means for you will be okay. And it is going to do something for you in the future. Very important. Super want to echo, emphasize that. Um, lower your expectations to some degree because if you really go in into it thinking like this is supposed to be like most people will say or tell you that it's the best time of your life you're going to go into it thinking that and it's not always like the case so yeah. that for sure don't be afraid to do things by yourself 100% I again I was an independent person already and so anytime I was alone I was not afraid to just get up and go see what I wanted to do because if I had waited to find someone to do it with I might have not been able to do it Another tip I will say is frequent your bakery or coffee shop. Get to know the person working behind the counter. It's nice that they have a familiar face sometimes. I went to the bakery right down the street. and I said hello to the person at the counter. But another tip I'll say is take advantage of the cheap air flights in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, however, don't go every weekend. I think you should spend just a weekend or two in the country you're spending it in or in the town you're in. You're, like, studying in the place that you're studying for mm-hmm. some reason. Exactly. Right? So for you sure. want to be in that place a little. Yeah. That that made me think of one other thing, too, is I love that idea of, like, be okay with, like, going on your own. That's something that I am hoping to get better at. I think also be willing to meet people that aren't necessarily just people, like, in your program or other American students because – that was one of my favorite parts when I say like the people it really like is these people that I met along the journey that were from not America and were most of the time not my age and just like had this wisdom to share these different perspectives that were so dissimilar from my own experience so making sure you're making time for that I think is crucial. And I know that can be scary for a lot of people um, going out and finding people to talk to or making that first move. I encourage people to take the risk because you're never going to get it again, Mm -hmm. which on one end can be very like paralyzing. But on the other, it's like, well, I have nothing to lose, really, Mm because at the end of the day, I go home. I go back to wherever I'm from and those people might not be in my life again. So go out, go ask the question. Doesn't hurt to like say, (laughs) how are you? I think a good opener is where you're from. Yeah. Don't expect perfection but do expect growth. And I think mm-hmm. the biggest growth Bars. does not <laughs> come from easiness. Exactly, yeah. for sure. Kira, Zach, thank you so much for being here and best of luck to everyone. <laughs> thank you. But yeah, thank you so much. And thank you also to our sponsor, United Healthcare, for support of this podcast. Ways to Flourish is produced by Lindsay Heck, Calder Sprinkle, and myself, Jenny Dollar. <laughs> <laughs>